enchanted like 15 attempts. Hey guys, it's me, it's me, it's SG3. Here right now with Uncle Lisbon, we're going to be talking some wrestling talk today. I got uh, Tony the Kid also on the line. Unfortunately, though, he's a little bit under the weather, so he's currently not going to be talking to us. He's going to be giving us a silent chimney. He's kind of also mad at us. It's all good, though, man. We, we no hard feelings, dog. We got you. Uncle Lisbon, take it away. Hi, everybody. I'm Uncle Les. How's everyone doing today? So, yeah, uh, that's perfect perfect intro. today. He did a perfect intro. I'm proud of him. I know, but working hard lately. I've been like, I've been sitting at home just looking at different intros, and I'm like, you know what? I have to be just as good as Howard Finkel was, you know, the great Howard Finkel. There you go. May he rest in peace. So, normally Tony the Kid, when he starts our show up, he does uh, reject rundown news for us. So I thought I would, uh, I would do that for our team today. I'm taking Tony Kid's spot. I'm sorry, Tony Kid, but I got to do it. That's why he's mad at us, you know, but it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> it's a little thuggy, but it's still good. It's still good. <laughs> it's just a little airborne. It's still good. It's still good. <laughs> it's a little sore throat, but it's still good. It's still good. <laughs> it's just a little different, but it's still good. It's still good. <laughs> It's gone. Oh. I know. <laughs> that's, right. what that's what the kid finally said. Whenever we just told him, "Look, man, it's done. You can't. You can't talk." I know. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So today in wrestling news, um, this is news from before. Actually, I picked it up recently. THQ and talks of making their own wrestling game. So and then also in wrestling news. AEW talks are going live again, so they're going to be broadcasting live, everybody. Hold on, wait a minute. Hold on, let me ask a question though, before we continue. So THQ, yeah. did they confirm which game are they doing? Are they doing another AEW game? Because I know AEW is coming out with one. THQ is hush hush about it, but oh, then like they talk that they want to do a game with AEW. Well, I know AEW is releasing a game later this year. I know that for sure. Imagine. Mm-hmm. And if that game's almost complete, that that might be THQ's uh, game that they're making. You never know. Well, they have then they have been hush hush about this for almost two years now. Yeah, completely. <laughs> Good. All right. Uh, what what else you got? You said that um, was it? I think. Okay, AEW and talks are going live again. So they're going to be broadcasting live instead of just pre-recordings. Well, hold on, hold on. So now, are they gonna still? So are they still gonna follow by the guidelines with um, COVID nineteen? Are they gonna just do what? Since a lot of states are now allowing people to start opening up, are they gonna have like little strict guidelines of like only fifty people, only a hundred people could attend the events? I'm not too sure yet. I'm waiting to see what the what's gonna happen. I've just read that they're going live. <laughs> Okay, all right, cool. Great <laughs> investigative work there. I mean, we know that WWE went live. I'm not telling um, the kid. I don't have that ability, you know? We, we noticed. So, <laughs> I, I know for sure. Kid. Had a good pick on us. I know for sure that WWE went live. They're currently going no fans, but they're still live. Yeah, I think from what I'm hearing is uh, from what I read before. Is they might go live, but they're also planning on probably allowing a few amount of guests into the arena. So we just gotta wait and see. We'll, we'll see. All right, what else you got? has yet to refile for the trademark of the Rhodes name, which means Cody and Dustin could actually go for it. I don't think they're gonna go for it though. You don't think so either, huh? I mean, at this point, what do you win? Dustin and Cody left. Dustin and Cody, we know them as Dustin and Cody Rose. Like they're not Dustin and Cody Lone Star, or whatever. You know, they're not. They're not. They're not that in AEW. They are the Rose. Yeah, and I guess just so they could have um, the chance to keep the name. You know, I don't. I don't, from what I've heard, Cody's not interested in getting the name though. Like he's not. Even though it's his father's legacy, he's like you know, keep it in WWE. I guess. Well, it's because his father built, you know, his father built the legacy in WWE. Like, all around the territory. Yeah, but I mean, though, like, he really cemented himself mostly, though, in WWE. Yeah, so, I can see why Cody, so I can see why Cody's like, you know what, my dad already has a Hall of Fame spot there. 
my dad already has this like he he already has all these monuments there so for us to kind of just steal it out like it's kind of it, I, I could see his point me too and that's i'm thinking that would be the reason why he's not going for it is one um you want to leave the legacy where it's at two you want to build your own name and I, and I feel that though that's one thing I do respect about Cody and I do also respect about Dustin is that they're two guys who are just like, you know what, man, we understand what my dad did. We understand where he came from. So now it's like they want to build still the Rhodes name, but they want to do the Rhodes name in, a, in another industry. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think in AEW, they still use the Rhodes name, but it's spelled differently, I believe. It is spelled the same exact way as it always has been spelled, R-H-O-E-D-S. Oh, okay. Very <laughs> nice. They, I, that's why, like I said, I don't think that, that either company is going to snatch it up. Here's why. I feel right. that Cody's trying to build his own company, trying to build his own name, trying to build anything. Because he even kind of changed his name, like his nickname, which is the American Nightmare instead of the American Dream. That's one. Two, I feel that, as, as we stated, WWE already has the name of Rhodes in the Hall of Fame. He already they you basically as we stated, like he's he's on the mountaintop. I wouldn't consider him one of the top four, I wouldn't consider him on the Mount Rushmore, but he's he's in the top. So I can see why at this point Cody's like, you know what, cool for for respect to the company, respect to my dad, cool. But at the same time though, I can see Triple H and them saying, you know what, for respect to the father, just leave the name as is, they pick it up cool, they don't pick it up cool, we we don't have any beef with them there. Because it's their name. Yeah, I get you on that. I, I agree. It seems that might be the reason is that they want, you know, it's their own name. They're, he's going to be the next, he's going to be, uh, how do you say it again? An American Nightmare? Yeah, he actually, no, he already is. He already calls himself yeah. the American Nightmare. He's under his social profiles, everything. Um, even when he wrestles, he he guys, he guys like the, um, like the weightlifting belts, like like those mm-hmm. kind of belts, he puts he actually puts American Nightmare on it instead of Cody Rose or the American Nightmare. Depending on who's gonna who's gonna face, he puts that on the belt. Okay. So I can see that going on, um, but that's what like I said. I feel that they're gonna keep the the, the Rhodes name just basically up for anybody because just a respect for Dusty for uh, for Dusty. I believe Dusty's real name was Dustin also. I'm not too sure. I gotta look that up. I think it was Dustin too. He just called himself Dusty. Because he was from yeah. the South. I'm completely kidding. So. Alright, also in Reject Wrestling News. Uh, on April 2nd, 2000, which was what? Like 20 years ago? Lord. <laughs> WrestleMania 16 happened. And the headline was Triple H defending his title belt against The Big Show, The Rock. And it was Mick Foley and Bishop's only live, uh, main event at a WrestleMania pay-per-view. You serious? Yeah, Mick Foley and Bishop's only had one main event at WrestleMania. Even though Mick Foley has been part of the main event picture, like he's, uh, for Stone Cold and The Rock's uh, WrestleMania 15 match, Mick Foley was like the special guest referee for that one. He's never like, you know, he's only headlined once for a world title. And Bishop, same thing. Isn't that the one with the Rock one? No, Triple H one because Triple H and Vince McMahon. It's where Vince, Shane, uh, Linda, and uh, Stephanie each had a wrestler in their corner. They each they were each in the corner of the wrestler, and Vince McMahon was in the Rock's corner. And when the Rock's about to win, Vince goes in and betrays the Rock. Ah, okay, cool. I didn't see that. I forgot about that. So our main topics today, everybody, we're going what? into, we're going to start talking about 2K21 canceled. So I've been, I've been wondering about this. So I know I've been knowing it was going to be canceled. Like, there was been speculation it was going to be canceled. But now my question is, is it canceled due to all the glitches that 20 came out with? Because it had a lot of glitches. Or are they just canceling it because of COVID-19? I guess they're actually canceling me because one, their sales were very weak, and I believe because of those sales being down, and a lot of people returned their game too. So it's like, look at what happened now. You know, the latest game, the latest release that they did for 2K20 was only twenty dollars. 
Are you serious? Yeah. If you look at, uh, it went from $50 to just 20 online. Because nobody's really, everyone's been hitting on the game. Well, it's because I feel that at this point, you have, so let's put a day, we need to sit back in what, September, October? Yeah. Okay. So, so they released October. By now, you should have almost a flawless game. And the weird part is, no matter how much they do with trying to get rid of the bugs that are in this game, uh, what's happened is that the thing, the problem that uh, 2K Sports did was they got rid of the company and the team that was actually helping them produce the game as it is. Like, I think Dukes was the main team that did it. And Ukes just, uh, once they got rid of Ukes, they got a new team in there, and that's why the graphics look so weak. Um, you're looking at a Hulk Hogan that's from probably the 2K15 video game instead of the most recent one. So even that, like, we just went backwards in this game. Okay. So imagine people trying to play. There was a match that they showed it online where when they did a match and they did a figure four, a figure eight on somebody, I think the girl went straight down into the ring itself, and Charlotte's still like up in the ring with the figure eight on. I know that there was a glitch that they showed from like the first day, where the, I, it was Charlotte against. I, I think it was against Charlotte against Becky Becky Lynch. Charlotte throws Becky, and Charlotte throws Becky like Charlotte like miraculously ends up on the outside of the ring, and then Becky is just like. Fumbling and bumbling like a tumbleweed and, and the ropes. <laughs> and that's basically how the glitch just stands. And the referee is just kind of just standing there, like kind of like doing a robot. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, actually, uh, our good friend Tony the Kid, he actually said something else. He just said that 2K didn't really have enough unlockables like the others did. So I feel that at this point, you weren't really playing for anything. And you know what? To actually add to you, Tony the Kid, I feel the same way with FIFA. Um, FIFA has been doing this one story completely random, but FIFA was doing this one storyline, and this game, they didn't do it. They tried to implement something else. To me, I didn't like it. So I feel that that's the same thing that WWE did this time, was instead of making the game challenging like they did back when we were playing um, uh, Shut Your Mouth, I think that's the one that everyone felt that, that we loved, or Know Your War, I forgot one of the two. But it was like, you had to do like a royal uh, battle royal be the last one standing on hard and you unlock Hulk Hogan. Um, if you did this and you unlock this, you know, like I think that's the one thing that was missing was just the fact of like, and that's one thing as a gamer that you like, that you like to have, you like to have that challenge where it's like, all right, cool. So if I want to unlock this, this is what I have to do. And you have to come up with a strategy to kind of do it. So if you're going to have us put it, for example, 1984 undertaker, completely wrong on the date, by the way, I believe, uh, but 1989 Undertaker, and in order for you to beat him, you have to beat the game as Kane in this difficulty. It's a different topic. That was like, all right, cool. So now you're kind of focused. You're like, all right, cool. How can I do it? How can I do this? And I, I think a lot of games have come out lazy, if that makes sense. It does, actually. If you think of it, okay, think of uh, the past few games that they made for 2K, and I think the problem is WA shouldn't have to release a game every year. It should just wait every two years, like boxing, you know? Uh, last time we had, we had, a, had a boxing game, God knows how long. <laughs> but even when we were waiting, it took like two years for us to get another Fight Night game, and imagine how good that one was, you know? So, I feel that here, here was the big difference. Mm -hmm. So, like, your FIFAs, your Maddens, your, um, your WWEs, since they constantly have to come out with something because you have the wrestlers, you have um, you have no arenas and everything, that eventually come out. At this point, though, with how fast technology is growing, I see your point, and I could see where instead of you trying to come out and hustle and bustle and trying to make this a new game, just come with the downloadable content. Yeah, you have a team that works on downloadable content. All right, cool. You want to download the latest Becky Lynch? Cool. Here's how you can download the latest Becky Lynch. You get the update, whatever. It makes sense. Instead of, you know, instead of, you know what, just every single year you're reaching out and you're doing the same thing. And this time, again, just to quote, just basically to go with you, um, it basically it just feels like you're just basically getting a copy and paste from the previous game and 
all they're really doing is just kind of just adjusting moves that here and there. Yeah, that's what I agree with. Um, <laughs> Tony Kim just said again it challenges the gamers which is needed in order to be successful the next 2k needs to have that and it's true it needs to have it um, completely agree I like the fact that you know what even though he's mad at us he's still trying to help us out you know, we appreciate you very much it wasn't the same time that we tried to leave to find common San Diego which I know wasn't built but we still appreciate you for what you know on that no right now you can't leave anywhere he's stuck at home literally we're all stuck at home um, but <laughs> But I think that's the thing. I, I, if I was WWE, I would probably, like you just said right now, build one game, um, add everything that you don't over add these. Like right now, you got pretty much a good establish of uh, eight player game. You got that going. You have good matchups in there already, good match types. You could probably just add your regular roster, and as the, you know, as probably this year goes by, you bring in. Um, Probably like, yeah, unlockables, um, and DLCs. You know, you could probably add a DLC to it, and then once you start building up again, you do another DLC within that. You know, that same year, you could probably within one or two years, you could have um, this game built up with the with DLCs and people just buying them if they want them. If not, they don't have to get them. Or here's another thing. This is the one thing that kind of got me mad because it reminds me back when Mortal Kombat X actually came out. I got the I got the whole I got the Scorpion statue. I got that bad. I got that bundle. So I got like the the top dog of them all. I had a, supposedly unlimited finishers, unlimited this. I I had everything. Yeah. I think when they came out with like the third or fourth update, I lost everything. Which actually ruins everything, doesn't it? Yeah, it's almost like I just paid all this money, which is almost like two hundred bucks. If my girls, if my girls listening to this, sorry, honey, we weren't together at that time. <laughs> uh, you know, if um, at this point, like, I feel like if people are paying this much for a game because it has a collectible statue, it has a collectible card, it has this, honor the price, honor what they paid, honor the fact that you know what. They went ahead and they ordered something that, you know, they, went, they probably were going to go. Honestly, I wasn't planning on ordering the game like that. I was just going to do just a regular order. Then I was like, wait a minute, it comes with the Scorpion statue? Shoot, I'm down. Let's go. But at this point, though, like, I feel that some companies, and you know what, now Mortal Kombat X, when you do, like, that third, fourth release, it like, you forget everything that the person just spent, and you're just like, well, you already spent the money, and we're just going to keep it for two updates, and you're screwed. Yeah, and we're like... That's one thing too is that sometimes updates do screw everybody over, so it would be hard to like add DLC to the game where they would need like a probably a um, receipt for the player who buys it. Yeah, and that, that's actually what I was just saying. That's what I was actually going to say is let's put you have a code, right? Uh-huh. And and let's put it the code or or just by the person's account it gets registered to them. And all you just have to do is just re-register and you get everything that you already paid for. But then you still have, like, let's put it, for example, if they come up with the Ultimate Warrior, they say, for people who bought the special SmackDown bundle, you get the Ultimate Warrior for free. Just put in this code. It's a different topic. Like, let's put it, they send it to you in email. All right, cool. I put in my code. I can now play as the Ultimate Warrior. But now it's like, there's other games where it's like, all right, cool. So I just, I in order to download the Ultimate Warrior, I still have to buy him. Why am I going to spend 20, you know, 50, 10, 15, 20 bucks on the Ultimate Warrior when I shouldn't have gotten it for free? Yeah, I get you on that. I think there's, uh, like, what I'm saying about Fight Night. If you look at Fight Night, you already had all these boxers as it was. All the Legends were in it and the new fighters were in it. Mm-hmm. But you got, in DLC mode, you had um, a different version of these boxers. A different, you know, like, Ali had a different suit with a different power punch and a different, uh, yeah. So if you're looking at it, um, I think something like that would be more interesting is you already have these wrestlers. You could bring one that we haven't had in the game back into it, or you could add something new to one of the wrestlers already out there in the game. You know what? It would be cool. Completely random side conversation. I do this a lot. I go from here to there, and then I come back. Um, yes. If we had a fight night where, like, you had all the fighters, like you're able to play as a fighters from uh, from Mike Tyson Punch Out. 
it would be cool if they could do that actually we're gonna have to do that one day just do fight night talking you could be the glass. I, w- I would love to be the glass jaw, dude, because that gets funny. I'm sorry. Whenever he gets punched, you go, oh, oh, oh. It's just hilarious. Smell this guy. <laughs> or the chubby dude, uh, the chubby guy who, like, when you punch him in his gut. But his pants off. Now, oh, God. <laughs> but imagine that for that, you know, they turn them into real people. Now you're not really looking at their actions. They're going to be boxing like real boxers, probably, because it's a fight night game. So. Or- yeah, you can still have the comedy sketch, you know. You can still kind of just do it like, well, you know, you what you could bring to uh, punch out into into fight night. I kind still kind of have uh, to do it. You know how um, Mortal Kombat has like separate games where you play Mortal Kombat, but they have like that. Uh, we play that Mortal Kombat racing game. Yeah, they could do that with punch out. You know, they add the punch out fighters, but you could do the punch out uh, tower. That'd be great. That'd be crazy. I wouldn't That'd... mind doing something like that. Neither would I. Um, <laughs> Another thing I think that they could do is uh, there was a game called All Stars, and I'm like, they could probably work on games like that for the meantime. Dude, that All-Stars was a great Part game! Two. Yeah. I'm like, if 2K wants to do something that fans would really like to play, work on All Stars right now. Build another All Stars Part 2. And then, you know, go back to your 2K series later on. Or they just had, like, super crazy freaking finishers. Macho Man used to jump, like, 15 feet in the air until they had the elbow drop. Imagine the game now with uh, Brock Lesnar, you know, him doing the F5 where he probably tossed the guy like the Warriors did, where he'll probably toss him way up in the air and then just catch him as he's falling down to the floor. (laughs) Or Kevin Owens when he does the... Power Powerbomb? That would be great. Yeah. Pop them up in the air, comes back down, just boom. Or uh, even even now, you could add women to it finally, you know, because I don't think there was okay. any woman wrestlers in the game. So imagine, no. like, Becky Lynch, Bailey doing the belly-to-belly, how crazy that would look. The belly-to-belly. Yeah. Um, you have Alexa Bliss doing the Twisted Bliss. That would be pretty hilarious. Lita climbing up to the top ropes, doing her, uh, her moonsault. Imagine how high she'll fly to do the moonsault. Yeah, or you know what? Tony the Kid just said China. Much respect to China. China had a powerbomb. She did? I didn't even know that myself. Imagine her doing the powerbomb. Same thing, you know? And then you could add new storylines to it. I mean, you could do, uh, you know, like they had that tag team with the DX. Now you could do one with the NWO. Or you could even do one with with the Street Profits if you want to go new school or, you know, with the Dudley Boys. Um, and then even a championship tower, you know, you always have one of an of uh, the current wrestler, and you have a legend tower. It's okay. So the legend tower, I'm thinking, if you're gonna do a legend tower, that'd be best to do one with. Uh, my choice would be probably. Who would be good? Good, good legend. Uh, Brock Lesnar would be a good legend tower. With Paul Heyman doing the intro, just like how Paul Bear did it for Undertaker. That was great. Yeah, and you got to go against all these people climbing up that tower like you did in the first one. I just think that, here's what I think. I think that you have a lot of potential. Um, you know what? Very quickly, Tony the Kid, ultimate warrior meets Brock Lesnar. I Tony the Kid, I got one better for you. Brock Lesnar, Hulk Hogan, and, uh, and, um, and uh, ultimate warrior. Triple threat. Oh, no, I get what Tony's saying. Remember how they had that, like, um, on a side map, you had to play dream matches? Yeah. So imagine the dream match now being Warrior against Brock Lesnar. Where, you can, like I said, triple threat, Hogan, Warrior, and Lesnar. Yeah, and well, if you beat that one, like, you had to play as both wrestlers and win it to get uh, to unlock Goldberg. the wrestler himself. Yeah, you could add Goldberg to it, you know? Sting, you could have Sting to this game. And then finally, the Tony the Kid ones. Take your Sting. I know, I'm thinking about that right now. I'm like, dude, imagine Sting and Taker being in the dream match zone of this game, and you had to play both scenarios because you unlock both different Taker and Sting. And then imagine if they had a creator wrestler. Yeah, I didn't, didn't they have one when, when they originally came out? I don't think they did. 
So it'd be cool if they had one for this one. It'd be pretty, pretty sweet, man. Um, so what's the next up? Let's check out what's next on Reject uh, Rundown today. Sorry, also today. <laughs> today, it's been 30 years since the ultimate challenge happened. Hulk Hogan versus the ultimate warrior. That's the days where wrestling was different from for, for Uncle Lisp. <laughs> oh, man, I remember that day. Actually, I was six years old. Six years old, Uncle Lisp. <laughs> Because a dark day in Uncle Lisp was six year old, six year of life. I was like, why did it happen? <laughs> actually, as a kid, yeah, I was actually angry about it. Um, I remember when I was at home and my brother Tony and Alberto, they went to go watch the game, the match. I mean, they went to watch the match. And uh, I'm at home trying to figure out, did Hogan win or did he lose? It's one of those where you just got to wait for the news once it gets back to you. So then Tony shows up at the house and he's like, all right, what happened? And Tony's like, Ultimate Warrior won. I went to my room and just started crying. <laughs> <laughs> and I that's know, what I... to me. They were like, John, I just want you to know, wrestling is fake and blah, 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 you know? Hogan's going to win it later on. Trust me. I'm like, but it's not that. It's, I wanted Hogan to be a warrior. <laughs> Especially on, on the grand stage of a mom. <laughs> and at that time, you know what's funny about that? I didn't understand the concept of WrestleMania. I just knew that these two were going to fight each other. That's true. I mean, honestly, it was, it was only different. You know, it was just two, it was just two powerhouse wrestlers who, who literally built a legacy more than anything. Yeah. And on top of that, I think that was like the first time where two major championships were on the line at the same time. Yeah. The IC title and the world title. Imagine that dude. Um, the storyline was pretty okay. It was decent. It, uh, it was just Hogan and Warrior having trust issues, and they finally got mad at each other. It's like, okay, that's it. You, we've been, you know, we've been testing each other. I gotta fight you because I need, you know, I need to prove that I'm the better guy. You need to fight me because you need to prove that you're the better guy. But for real, the one that really needed to prove where he stood was Ultimate Warrior. True. If he beat Hogan, he'll be the top of the mountain. And you know what? And honestly, there was also the same thing for Hogan. Hogan was, you know what? We I had to show that I'm top, that I'm on top of the mountain, and that I'm that I am who I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm the like old boy. <laughs> what? My home? What? <laughs> I said I was trying to do the Popeye voice. I am who I am. You know, it just didn't work out. Oh, okay. Because I was like, what are you talking about, Ken? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember watching that match, and you know, these two guys they went at it for two big dudes, like Anthony said. You know, the two guys they clashed the way they did the clotheslines that they knocked each other out. The little, like, I used to miss that day when both wrestlers would be on the floor, and the referee would be like counting both out, like one, two, like eight. <laughs> yeah, and they get up at eight or nine, and it's like, all right, let's keep going. And what. You know, I didn't watch this match. It's weird, but I waited until I think you were uh, 10 years old. Yeah, you were 11. I was like, dude, I'm going to watch this match with you because I need somebody to watch it with. That way I can, like, feel okay watching it and not get mad at what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's I funny. Said, it was a dark day and Uncle Liz was like... <laughs> and I'm watching this match, and I learned to appreciate the finish of the match because I never seen it again. It was one of those where, you know, Warrior knew what was coming and Warrior predicted the move. And he moved out of the way. The leg drop misses. Warrior runs to the ropes, comes back, splashes Hulk Hogan, pins him right there and wins. And Hogan, just by an inch, almost kicked out, you know? Literally, like, by a millisecond. It was, it was epic, man. And then Hogan's looking up at the sky like, what? How? And Warrior's celebrating while Hogan's just like, oh, okay. And Hogan walks out, gets the belt, comes back, and he's like, you're the better man today. Take my belt. And, and you know what? If you think about it, though, they kind of did that later on with another Hogan match. Hogan versus Shawn Michaels. Hey, guys, just wanted to let y'all know that Tony the Kid actually decided to join us. His Larry and Giants decided to kind of clear up, so he's going to be kind of you know coming in and now for a couple of talks on this next topic, which is Shawn Michaels 
was going to take a WrestleMania 26 10, been 10 years ago. My goodness, we are old. For real. Tony the Kid, introduce yourself. Hey, guys, what's going on? Yes, I don't know if it's laryngitis like SG3 is talking about, but it's similar to that. My tonsils are all inflamed. And, yeah, as you guys could tell, my voice is a little deeper, like I'm very white, illegitimate grandson, but it is what it is. Yeah, buddy. Right. Let's go. <laughs> I think we should just do a, an episode like this all day. Yeah, the rest, baby. The rest of the time meeting, you know? No matter how deep I try to make my voice sound like this. Yeah, it'll stay like that. Oh. <laughs> just keep it, just keep it how you are. You'll never find it. So, <laughs> HBK, the funny thing is that, you know, they had a match a year before that where me and SG3 went to uh, Houston to watch it. And this match is considered still to today as the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. Hands down. Yeah. And so to me, it's like, this is perfect. This is actually the perfect way to go would be one more round with Taker. But to me, I was actually happy they let HBK main event the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To, to me, it was, it was a very epic match, to be honest. Like, I was, I was skeptical. When it, when I was first announced and them two wrestling just because their ages at that first time frame, and I think it I don't know for sure how well how long the match was gonna last, but I was very shocked and surprised at how well it did, and how many oohs and ahs that we were going through the whole match. I felt like a kid again about you guys. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> the high flying like I was not ex like expecting Undertaker to jump off. And then fly like that. And I think it was the first one was, was it the first one that he landed on his head? Or was that the second one? First one. The first one. See? The first one was like crazier. Like it just, yeah, it was a lot more crazier. And it was very like surprising. And like the way he landed was like head head first. And I'm like. I thought he broke his neck right in that moment. Yes. I was like, oh, take his broke his neck. Yes, I agree. I thought that was it because they were like really nervous. And a lot of the referees were circling. A little bit of Taker just to kind of go in and out, just to see how he's doing, talking with him, and again, hey, he turned out fine to continue on with the match. The the one that got me though was um, to focus, to kind of focus on, on the WrestleMania 26. I was, I was like, you know, what? I'm expecting a great match. Here's here's why. Every time these two got together, it was always a great match. Count them, Hell in the Cell. Casket match. True. Uh, in your house pay per views. And so any single time that these two guys, it's like they just, they, they were tailor made for each other. Yeah, it made history. It was just, yeah. And so I felt that at this point when you had WrestleMania 25, I was like, there, there, it has to be big. It's WrestleMania, it's it's the streak versus, you know, just my, basically, if you think about it, Taker never really beat Michaels until that moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was a per it was a perfect storyline because everyone was on it. So, you know what? You had Taker never really beat Michaels. You had, you know, Taker never losing at WrestleMania. So now this is like, oh, the streak is in jeopardy. And, you know, they really went with it. And then all of, all of a sudden, Taker's like, all right, cool. Let's, let's just give him a match. And I like the whole heaven versus hell thing. I like that thing for most people. But I'm just going to be honest. I liked it. It was it was different. I liked Michaels entrance from the, from, the, from, from the moment it started. You know, basically the smoke was coming down. He was looking up, you know, basically coming out in all white, like the savior kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Taker rises up from the fire with wearing all black. I was like, dude, perfect setup. Mm -hmm. um, WrestleMania 26, though, my boy, Mike, my boy, like the moment he, he did everything, I was like, no, Michael's going to retire. Um, that's when I kind of figured that Michael was going to retire then. Um, and I, you know what? Honestly, me being a Shawn Michaels fan, I was kind of sad about it. Because it was going to be like one of the last times I was going to see my hero growing up as a kid wrestle. But for him to go out the way he did, I was okay with it. Me too. I agree with you. To me, actually, I'm adding to what SG3 said. Dude, imagine when they actually, there were the last two at the Royal Rumble. Yes. Mm -hmm. Before Taker went out to me to, to face uh, Batista and Shawn, Shawn Michaels main event with John Cena. Just that little moment of them two in the end when Taker sits up and Michael kicks up, you know? And they keep going, and you think, okay, Sean's got Taker, it's over, he's about to kick him with the super kick. 
he go for it and take her like put them out of the ring like no nope, it's my time mm-hmm. you know right there even just for the 10 minutes of five minutes of those two in the ring together it's gonna have the same impact as it would if they were in the ring for 20 minutes or 30. yeah the chemistry these two guys have with each other yeah i think that's what that's the testament to the whole wrestling to, for them two to have those matches, I think that's that's the type of match that any wrestler from this new generation, if they want to make an impact, put on that put on that wrestling match, learn from that, and understand that it's all about timing, chemistry. chemistry. It's all about what are you willing to do for the show, and how to like it's it's basically go back to timing, like how. When is it proper to jump off the top rope? When is it proper to do, you know, those heavy punches, the 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 strong throw against the turnbuckle like Shawn Michaels always does, the the flying from off the ramp or to the outside to the ring, like the way Taker does. Like it's all about timing and like how comfortable can you be with that wrestler that you're having a match with in order to put on the show. And that's that's the crazy part. That's the that's that's where like matches are made in history. And even uh, just thinking about it, thinking about twenty five when me and SG three went there. I don't know about SG three side because SG three had a better seat than I did at that pay per view. Oh, one thing I can't remember is where I was sitting at. Match, you couldn't sit down. And it's not because you oh you wanted to stand up because people were in front. No, no, I mean everybody were on their feet, and no matter and anytime we wanted to sit down, we'll get up because something else happened and we had close calls and mm-hmm. we. I think it was just one of those things where we didn't know where it would go, which Sean actually ended or not. Even if it was scripted, we just wanted to believe that it would go either way. Yeah, and I think that's the thing when it comes to wrestling, like having that background of real or fake where this this point comes into play where it doesn't really matter if it's real or fake to us it's real just because of the suspense that we get watching the match i feel like i get more suspense watching a a wrestlemania match and a good wrestlemania match versus watching a suspense movie that's just me though yeah like it's like you uh when you're sitting at in your area were you actually you know did you have the same experience as i had at the match yes man so on my end I was starting to like try to figure out like the, I was trying to figure out the match. I was like going um, um, like a, a move ahead, um, and there was moments like where I was trying out like Michaels is going to do this. Some other guy next to me <laughs> trying to impress, I guess, his date or like trying to impress. His... like oh okay cool so this is what's going so this is what's happening okay so you're gonna give me a heart attack while i'm at wrestlemania so and also the chance going back and forth like dude i never thought i'd be at a pay-per-view where we were both cheering for both guys and they hear let's go take her hbk let's go take her hbk well well we were also the one with uh i know it's a bad one but we were also at the one with uh, um with Triple H and John Cena, where they kind of did oh, the same yeah. thing. I remember that. I remember that. That's where that's what kind of like the heel turn. That's where we were begging for the heel turn to Cena to happen. Um, Wasn't that the one that uh, John Cena won? Yeah, he, uh, and, uh, after the Royal Rumble, that that surprise entrance that he did. Oh no, that's a different one. Oh okay. When he no, won the Royal Rumble, he lost to Randy Orton, and Triple H both lost to Randy Orton in uh, Triple Threat match. Gotcha. That's the one where he came in as a gangster. Yeah. Like he tried to pay it's like the Chicago gangsters. It really did not go that well with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we were more into Triple H coming as the King of Kings. I like that one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, like cool. I, you know what? Honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be the first one to say it. the the Cena coming in as a gangster. It was not a bad entrance. It was actually a pretty good entrance. It was one of like one of my favorite ones that he did. 
But the problem is, though, that, like, we knew you were going to win, so we already didn't like you. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you try to, like, do this to, like, pull yourself in for the crowd to give you that pop, no. <laughs> no, that's the one thing. Because I was like, like, we're not cool. having it. Mm-hmm. I feel that's what I feel like happened. I feel that the main reason why we started as fans started begging for the heel turn was because that entrance had showed like, okay, we're already against you. We really don't like you that much. This will be the perfect time for you to go heal. And you're still trying to show like, Hey guys, I'm the good guy here. Like I, you know, I can't do no wrong. Mm-hmm. That's when it was like, all right, dude, we really just don't like you anymore. Right. Um, and that's actually where we started the, the famous chant. Let's go see that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said that one. Of, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. see now. Cena sucks. Chicago said something else. <laughs> Chicago gave it to Cena. Cena uh, sucks. <laughs> here though, the thing about twenty six is that it built up from all these years of taking Sean. You, you know, I didn't think that Sean would lose. And the thing is, I like the little theme song that they gave Taker and Sean the little promo um, video clip that they had. It was great. Honestly, right. I liked it. It felt, like, it felt like it was, you're watching again, Austin, Austin, um, Austin Rock. You're watching those kind of promos. Yeah, I would have to put that promo like right there in the top 10 promos just because of the suspense it gave you throughout the whole year, little by little, itching to get that match. I think that's something that, I mean, they put a promo for everything nowadays, but back then, man, it was just, they used to put a, a really good promo on the main fight yep. that would get you hyped up. And I think that's what's missing today in wrestling. No, it's, it's not that. Here's what it is. I don't care the fact, because if you think about it, they always had a promo, like anything that happened. The Rock would sneeze, Austin would then, you know, flick him off. Something like that would happen, and you had to put that in the promo. Here's what I think happened, and, here, and here's the missing link for WWE chemistry mm-hmm. you don't have any more two guys two two ladies at this point well aside from you know becky lynch and and, and charlotte who can give you like the promo like the, who can give you the electricity just from the promo itself and go forward from there and then you have the match and it's like all right cool i'm now drawn into this match that's what wwe is missing you don't mm-hmm. have that anymore mm-hmm I think because they lost focus on what they used to do back in the day. I mean, back then, dude, they used to have uh, Rock, Stone Cold. They would recycle, like, not recycle, but kind of, like, uh, switch them around, but still had them face each other in a way. Like, you had your top six, and your top six would meet each other at different points of the whole entire year. Here, here's one thing, though, and, and I want to go back to WrestleMania 34. Mm-hmm. Like, we can go back to Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles. That this one. was a match people wanted for years. Yep. I find it honestly just recycled. I don't know how to say it anymore. That you had these two guys meeting for the same thing for the next six months. Mm-hmm. You should not have done it. As Uncle Liz stated, and this is why, like I said, it was missing. Because you overused the chemistry on Shinsuke and, and AJ Styles. You could have had that for another WrestleMania. You could have had that for, for Royal Rumble. You could have had that for SummerSlam. You could have had that for anything coming up. But you decided to have it for six months straight where it was just them two going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That took out so much credibility from Nakamura because he could never beat AJ Styles. He never did. Yeah. Mm. He never got the title. He never did it. So it ended up like honestly really bad. And I feel that that's what really has dragged that that whole storyline dragged Nakamura down to what he could actually bring to the table. And that's the thing that happened here is like, dude, think of it. Taker and Michaels, they own the last time they met was at 25. 26. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, no, 25. Before, you know, I think they even met. Um, and then it was just a promo building up to 26 that, you know, later on as the time is going by, you don't even think about Sean losing to Taker anymore. You didn't think it was a big deal. And then Sean, after the award show, he, like, stops, pauses. He comes back 
looked at the, you know, looked at uh, the crown. He's like, Taker, I can beat you. You know I can. It's like yeah. right there, just sparked the flame on everybody again. Everyone's like, yes, give it one more time. Yeah, the the timing and of if it. If you think about it, that goes right into the Royal Rumble, and that's where he said, "I'm going into the Royal Rumble, and I'm going to win because I'm going to face you." Mm-hmm. So when Michaels loses in the Royal Rumble, it's like, oh, like a lot of people, like myself, I was like, man, I'm gonna, we're gonna miss it. Mm-hmm. And then he goes in into the uh, into the elimination chamber, gives him the sweet chin music. I was like, oh, it's on one more time. Let's go. Uh, just wish what I had for his career. Not the point of the conversation, though. No, that's the thing I was gonna say. Is like, once that happened, and Taker said, "Okay, you do this, but it's my streak. I got nothing. You know, I got everything to lose. What do you have?" Right. Yeah. So they had to up a notch, like Triple H said in their match against Taker. We do this, we go all out. We do this. You want your number twenty? You want to beat me for twenty? We go all out. We go hell in a cell. And yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. And here's Sean. Sean went all out. Career on the line. And I feel that, you know what, though, Sean at that point, he was tired. Sean had just come back from a lot of stuff. Um, he, he's no spring chicken, let's be honest. Yeah. So I feel that at this point, he's like, you know what? What better way than to go out with a guy who I gave a six-star a six star quality match to the fans? Let's give him one more time, and let's, let's, go, out, let's go out with the bang. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Yeah. It was like, it was a perfect way to go, especially like the way that it begins when he like stands in front of Taker and he looks at Taker and he does the, uh, you know, the Taker signal where he's going to tombstone him. Sean does it right there. He like looks at him and he's like, boom, it's over. I liked how the match ended because it's like you hit, you see Taker like, dude, like we can, we don't have to do this. We can do something different. And that's when Michael's is like barely getting up. He's holding on like to Taker. Like his shirt and everything, he pulls himself up, and as he gets himself up halfway, he then does the taker thing, smacks taker, taker's like, all right, dude, I try to be cool with you, picks him up, and then he does a jumping two stone low. So it was like it was a big one. Mm-hmm. So it's like the best way to, for for Michael to go up, the biggest tombstone I think ever delivered by the Undertaker was done in order to take out the legend. And I respect to that. Exactly. Not just that, dude. He tombstone Shawn Michaels like he did to Jake the Snake outside the ring, also. Yeah. He took yeah. so Michaels outside the ring. That's one of the things I thought I was over right there. I was like, oh, okay, it's over. He beat Jake the Snake like this. He's going to be HBK. For him to kick out, that was already, what, the second tombstone in the match? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now imagine the thing I remember about this is the interaction with that Shawn Michaels had with Flair, where Shawn's like, you know, he's watching Flair get up. Shawn's like, you know, Tony Flair, you know, don't do it. Flair gets up, he's like, finish me, finish me, you know, and Sean's like, I I'm love so, you, I'm sorry. I, yeah. And he pops him right in the face, you know, switching music, son. Here, same thing happened, you know, Taker's telling Sean Michaels to stay down. He even yells it, stay down. Sean's crawling up, and he's like, no, finish me. He's like, tombstone me. And Taker's like, no, I can't do it. And that's when he smacks him, and Taker's like, you mother. <laughs> <laughs> you mother lover, all right, let's do this thing. And I think he did it. I, I believe the reason why he did the jumping tombstone is to make it look like this is the only way I'm going to finish you is if I literally almost kill you. Pretty pretty much. Um, I feel that, I don't know, I don't know if Jerry the King Lawler was was, uh, was monitoring the match or excuse me, commenting the match, but I, I, I could hear it now in the, back of my, in the back of my mind thinking back to when Rock beat Austin and you hear Jerry say, big one! Big one. I feel that that's what I've been. The, that's just the perfect, <laughs> the perfect words right there. As Taker did the jump. Big one. Big one. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, and it's, you know. Is this one or was it the one before that where Jr.'s words were when two, when the tombstone hit? I think Jr. is the one that said that tombstone gave me the chills. I don't know if it was this one or the one before. If it was the twenty-five or twenty-six, I mean. I will be a hundred percent honest with you. I have such a good memory of that match, I don't want to listen to JR commentary. So is that bad? No, I I no 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 no. Is that is that the fact that it was bad? It's just the fact that that match to me sent a chill down my spine and it it left it it left like an imprint in me for that match. 
it to me it's not a six star match. To me, it was a twenty five thousand star match. <laughs> it was the greatest match I've ever seen in my life, and I've been watching wrestling for quite some time. So for me, I feel like watching it again. I'm not going to feel that same nostalgia, the same ooh ah again. I mean, don't get me wrong. Maybe the little flavor from Jr. will kick in, but I was perfectly more than content watching the match without any compensation. Uh, twenty five. Yeah. Yeah, because we didn't have commentary twenty five. It was no. just yeah, you. it was just us. It was it was just uh, a fan. I feel that at that moment, I feel that it left such a huge imprint on my wrestling history that I I feel like if I was to watch it again, I would do it just I would do kind of like a like a disservice to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I watch it with my kids. You know, yeah. if you know when I have kids and my kids like, what's the greatest match? I'll show them that one. Mm-hmm. But right now, like I have the the probably like like almost a full match on replay in my mind still 10 years later because of just how good it was. Dude, Tony, just imagine this, bro. This is 25, okay? This wasn't even the main event. The main event was Triple H against Randy Orton. I was just going to say that. And the funny part of it is by the time Triple H and Randy Orton came into the ring, everybody was dead. (laughs) We didn't have energy to cheer Yeah, that's true. They were... Yeah, because, I mean, I think Triple H and Randy Orton had one of the greatest promos and storylines heading into WrestleMania between between any of them, to be honest. They really built up that main event um, to have a, such a, a phenomenal like ending towards the end of WrestleMania with their match. But it turned out that Trip, uh, Shawn Michaels and <laughs> Undertaker stole the show. But you gotta look at it. That was that's the problem. I think where they put the 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 match at because if you look back at it, Shawn Michaels was on on a streak of WrestleMania like greatness just because he had he had the Ric Flair, he had the Kurt Angle. That was probably the last two two three WrestleManias heading into this Undertaker one. And come on, and John Cena, and like, come on, you really expect Shawn Michaels not to put on the show, and for that match to be where it was, like, you had to, you had to understand that and had to tweak the tweak the time, um, tweak the matches to benefit the fans and to benefit the matches that you're trying to show out, basically. And even think of it. One thing I could think of is. Uh, Sean actually had put on a heck of a match with Vince McMahon. Yeah, he did. That was surprisingly good. Yeah. So it just surprises you how good Sean is when it comes to um, WrestleMania. I mean, same thing could be said about Taker. I mean, look who he made look good at his shows. Right. I just feel like. I just feel like. Of all of all wrestlers who deserve that Mr. WrestleMania, it has to be Shawn Michaels just because of what his record shows and what he put out there for highlight reels, for you know, matches to watch to to study and anything like that. Or for any fan who hasn't seen wrestling at all whatsoever, if you watch his match on WrestleMania, you're gonna fall like not to say fall in love, but you're gonna be surprised and shocked and like literally impressed. On what was done. And not even this match. Imagine the match after uh, the Raw after WrestleMania where Shawn Michaels beats John Cena one more time. Mm-hmm. I feel like two or three rolls later on, that was a sick match. Especially for how he catches them with the sweet chin music. Off of the, uh, off of the attitude adjustment. Yep. Just reverses it. Bam! <laughs> Imagine, like, every match that that Sean's been when he was in the main event picture has been good. I mean, 12 against Bret Hart, a whole hour match. Yeah. Uh, 14 was okay. When it's overtime. Remember, when it's overtime. Oh, yeah, more than an hour. Then uh, his with Stone Cold was all right. It was light. Yeah. Uh, him and Jericho was okay, you know? I would say, like, even at that, like, you know, him with Stone Cold wasn't even all that bad. Like, it it was... uh, a setup for Stone Cold in his career to be the champion at that point. And obviously you knew that Shawn Michaels was a little banged up and you could see it within the match, but for what he did for it and the type of going around the ring, going on the outside of it, like 
they did a, a really good job for that match. It, I mean, yeah, it wasn't to Shawn Michaels' high flyingness standard uh, like of it, but to for what he did in technical wrestling against Stone Cold, like even at that, that was still good. It wasn't WrestleMania 12, Michaels. We could just say that. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't. And it wasn't even WrestleMania 19, Michaels. I mean, so at this like, point, you're looking at Michaels and 19 coming back, but still don't, man. I mean, um, when he faced Austin, I still will put that as, like I said, I'm a big, I was a big Michaels fan growing up, still am. Um, but Michael, Michaels against Austin, coming, you know, basically already having been really banged up and still taking that match on and giving fans even uh, about a three three and a half star match yeah i i could say that was a three and a half star match or a banged up michaels yep and the worst part is that out of all the matches he wish he could redo that's the one he wants to redo the most because of the fact that he's like i felt like i you know i couldn't do what i wanted to do for that match and the same thing goes for stone cold i think that's one of his matches that if he had to redo at a wrestlemania it would have been that one like they feel like them those two icons within the wrestling ring know for a fact that they could have put on a better show and know that their chemistry together was was great but just because of what was going on at that time period there was just circumstantial of it not being as great as what they expected in themselves so and i feel that's why they brought in mike tyson yeah yeah just to probably like give the ideal of Shawn michaels being in pain during the whole fight exactly to and kind then on top of that, though, but like your focus is not so much on just Michaels. Like your focus is on, oh, Mike Tyson, what's he gonna do? And Austin and Tyson, you know. So I could see that happening, you know. And then Tyson joins DX, so you kind of just add more to it because people don't you as as an owner of the company, you don't want people to realize like this isn't Shawn like five star Shawn Michaels. This is two and a half star. Which I think that's what took took the whole took the light away. Just because that's, you know, it had that aspect of it, which was good. Yeah. Um, well, if we could switch gears, it just recently came about that Triple H <clears throat> celebrated a historic quarter of a century wrestling. Twenty-five years in the business. Um, one of the one of the one of the best game, one of the best names out there. Honestly, one of the best ever lace up a pair of boots, in my opinion. Um. There is so much history. What, one more time? So much history with his name in it. Honestly, man, telling a cell, you know, um, the attitude the, era, the history with Michaels, the Generation X, you know, the the good, the good times, the bad times, you know, um, evolution, evolution. Honestly, if I can, if I can put Triple H on like a sort of Mount Rushmore, I could put him on Mount Rushmore of factions. Yeah. That man yes. made so many factions, but they were good factions. Though. Yes. Like, it wasn't like a faction that, you know, like, like, um, you guys remember, uh, uh, Censored or the, or the Censor, whatever you, the heck their name right, was? Yeah. Censor. Yeah, right. It's a Censor. Thank you. They weren't that good. <laughs> they, they were on there for quite some time, but, you know, they weren't that good. Um, I feel that even Taker's Ministry of Darkness did not do as much as DX when Michaels left. Yeah. Mm. Honestly, I feel that Triple H, just charisma-wise, he is he's a whole it's a whole other ballgame for him. Um, I like how his character is goofy at moments, but then you get the quote unquote cerebral assassin. Yep. So you get a different side of him. Um I liked how, you know, all, especially one match between me and Uncle Elizabeth that we love and we could probably watch and just still crack up to this day is the Christmas one where Michael's just two champions. He is a European champion. He's also the world champion. So Sergeant Slaughter being the commissioner of Monday Night Raw trying to break up DX puts them both, it puts them in the match against each other. So they basically go out and they fight and then basically the match ends like in less than a minute and a half. Because that's the one where, you know, he, he basically does like the body slam and then Michaels just drops dramatically onto the floor and then Triple H just runs back and forth, back and forth, then does like some sort of variation of a splash. And then just finishes and then Michaels is like kinda of like bawling his eyes out like, Oh no, I lost the title. <laughs> 
Because, like, I can watch that match and Actually, things about Triple H is that his promos have never, like, they've never been stale. You can watch a Triple H promo in any, for any match or even for any, like, Monday Night Raw, and you're, you're hooked on Triple H. Yeah. Really, honestly, you really are. He knows how, um, he knows how to know. drive in attention. He knows, the, he is by far the smartest wrestler one of the smartest wrestlers, I think, for sure, in the industry. And the fact that his history himself, where he started, he literally started from the bottom. And having that issue with the whole click and then jumping into getting beat up and tortured by Ultimate Warrior, looking like a buffoon. And then, you know, it just really went. And then go from, from that to DX, then from that to his own DX. Then from that to, I think after DX was Evolution, later on down the pipeline because he went solo for a while. He went solo for a while, made his name, then did Evolution. That that lasted quite a bit. Then from there, went on to doing the Authority. And, like, you just Uh have to, like, you have to understand that he just knew what was best at that time period to draw on the crowd. And his... His ideas and his mindset of understanding wrestling is second to none, I think. This is what I love about Triple H, and this is another thing that a lot of these wrestlers nowadays are missing. Triple H can take a promo. He can be champion, but he will still give the promo to the guy. He will still give like, hey, you're an upper cover. I'm still going to make you look good. I'm going to say a couple of things like, you know what? This guy is this. This guy stole this from me. Whatever, whatever the promo is. But Triple H knows how to circle that promo around the guy who he's facing in order to bring him up the next step. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he uh, created the game, the, the King of Kings um, promo for John Cena. That was epic. He's like, yeah, he's like, you beat in champions, but you never faced the King of Kings or something like that. And he built it on Cena saying, you know, I'm coming back to take over my throne. Yeah. Um, if we were to even look at another one, uh, when he basically lost the take at WrestleMania 27, but Triple H literally took him to town. He went from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and back nonstop. Take a look like he was like, yeah, you're, you're, it's time, it's your time to retire now. Um, I like how he said, you know what, you're old. You're, you're, you can't do anything anymore. Why should I even face you? You just got lucky. Like, all you did was just make, make, make me look good. Why yeah. should I even take the challenge now? Right. So I liked how he basically like, you know what? Flip made us script. focus on an old beat up Undertaker and then come back and held in the cell WrestleMania 28 and steal the show completely. Yep. Yeah. Not I, just that, but at 27, sorry, Anthony. What? Um, okay. So 27, during that match that they had, dude, for him to like, you feel like he, it was over for Taker when he's like, stay down, you know, same thing like Taker told Sean. He tells Taker here, like, I gotta kill you, you know? And Taker's like, no. Taker gets up. I think he, like, puts his hand on him to choke slam him, and Triple H just shakes his head, like, it's over, man. I, you know. So he grabs Taker, picks him up, and tombstones Taker. Hands him like Taker with 10 people, and he tombstones him. You think that's it? That's how he's gonna, okay, this is the career ender for Undertaker. And for Taker to kick out, and the reaction that Triple H has, you were like, oh, crap. Yeah. So honestly, you were saying sorry. No, no, I was gonna say that's the thing. Uh, that's the thing that drives you to watch his matches. Yes, I agree. And even like I think one one of my favorite me- memories of like his career itself was his comeback after his ACL tear. Like that was the one time I guess I don't know if it was expected for him to be a babyface or. Or what it was when he came back, but man, that that return and that music that dropped, like that was by far the biggest crowd reaction I've ever heard in my life, and what I can remember in wrestling, it was the game coming out and the jean jacket with the leather, like it was Madison phenomenal. It was it was by far it was phenomenal. The 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 pop that it got. And then the fact that how like him going after Chris Jericho, who was undisputed at that time frame, was even like oh, it was it was right timing. Well, not that, but only also I think in that WrestleMania eighteen, 
Uh, you had Triple H against Kurt Angle in the Royal Rumble at the end, and uh, the whole promo is just Triple H and Kurt Angle. Uh, just think about that too. Is you had uh, Kurt Angle coming out telling Triple H, you know, your time's up. I'm here. This is my time to win the Rumble. Mm-mm. And you think it's over. Kurt Angle comes out, you know, talks it to Triple H over. Triple H rolls back in and eliminates them. Yeah. Impactful. Very impactful. I think he he deserves to have his own script in wrestling. Just have con- total control. And he's done phenomenal with NXT. Give him the reins. I think he just needs to have the reins, period. He'll, he knows what to do with WWE. And I feel like when that time comes and if he is entrusted to take over the company, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, at this point, we, we I just want to say thank you to Triple H. Um, Definitely. Any closing thoughts? Well, Triple H against Mick Foley, Hound of Cell 2. I think if you want to do a, a third Hound of Cell and you need someone to take over, that would... Um, how about we just record one more time for my final thoughts and then we go from there. Mm-hmm. We just add out the last one. All right, cool. So, guys, my final thoughts to Triple H. Honestly, thank you from the bottom of my heart as a wrestling fan for everything that you've done for the business and carry the business. And I hope you can finally really soon get your hands on WWE so you can make NXT great. Excuse me, so you can make it as great as NXT. That's my thoughts. Uncle Liz, what you got? My final thoughts? Triple H, thank you for 25 years of crazy matches that you've had. Those kind of stuff that you've done for us. Uh, crazy WrestleMania matches and promos <laughs> teaching us how it's done. So thank you again, Triple H. All right, take us out of here. Yes, uh, to f- do the final thoughts of the show. Definitely, thank you, Triple H. By far the biggest heel of the industry of wrestling. Cannot say your name or talk about wrestling without saying your name whatsoever just because of the impact that you put on this show. Of show of shows, you're the king of kings, definitely. The mind of minds. And yes, like SG3 said, definitely. You Once you get the reins, I will be ecstatic. As a fan, um, but you know, as as all lives on, live free, live prosper, man, and hopefully for the next twenty five years is good and uh, wealthy for you too as well. And to to close this out, we got two words for you. Suck it! Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Actually, I was gonna say peace out. Oh, peace out. My my fault. I'm sorry. It had to come out. It was his. It's his thing. It's his thing, guys. We could, we had to have a suck it part to it. Just say it. But we're not in sync there. You see that we had different mindsets of it. So yeah. We all had two words though. That's interesting. All right. All right. All right, so we just did that one. Hold on, I'm going to put a pause on this. Um, 